When you talk about faith, many think about pastor's candles and flamboyant ministers. Yet we know from scripture that faith is not just a category, but a framework of thinking, a worldview. This podcast seeks to create biblically faithful and culturally engaging conversations where life and faith meet. Worldview Wednesday is a production of Veracity Found. For more information, visit our website, www.veracityfound.org. Hello, everyone. This is Worldview Wednesday. We are back again. I hope you guys have had a good time, good weeks. Uh, Here we are again. On my left is... Eddie Semakura. And Dennis Mugume here. Yeah, uh, we we are back and um, uh, we are happy um, to address a couple of issues this time around. And our subject today is why should I commit to a church amidst death, uh, COVID-19 and quite lots more? I would like to uh, hear your thoughts, what's happening at your church? Let me begin with Pastor Dennis. Oh, oh well, um, yeah, so we are going live stream and live stream is trending, you know, yeah. so everybody's going live stream. Mm. We are, uh, of course, holding off all public gatherings for so normal mm. physical mm. services. So YouTube, Facebook Live comes in handy. So, and then also probably uh, doing small cell groups as mm. a family. Yeah, we are doing that at the moment. Mm. Yeah. Eddie, what's happening technology, at your church? Technology is happening. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. So it has uh, really helped us to to think of rethink yeah. why we do what we do. Mm. I think that's the urgent mm. in the questions. I think just thinking through why gatherings and then how what will be transmitted, the mm. preparations needed. Mm-hmm. What, what comes to the halt, actually, as you are stopping things, mm. being in discussion with some of, of the, as I engaged with fellow leaders at church, mm. as you engage some of the necessary, you know, things that need to be halted, you begin to reflect, mm. why are they there in the first place? Mm. You know, so it's, it's such a ref- time of reflection, it's been quite a week. Everyone is scared. So we are having no church this Sunday, yes. and I uh, know you guys are also not having church this Sunday, mm. but also having a lot of reflection going on. You Do you have some people that are excited that there's no church on Sunday? <laughs> ironically, ironically, yeah, uh, um, yeah in our foreign sense, mm. there's always a a desire to be away from accountability yeah. mm. there's always a desire to to be free as mm. we define freedom yeah yeah but mm. uh in a, in a biblical sense mm. i guess it's not uh, an, a worthy aspiration mm. but I'm, i cannot rule it out that among us um i think i've also been tempted in such ways sometimes you think about your day off more than you think about committing to other yeah. people Mm. But it's a wake-up call for me. It's a rebuke to my heart to mm. know that, you know what, accountability is for me for the good of my heart, and worship is not even about me. So. Yeah, I know. I know the. So pers- I'll miss church to answer your question. <laughs> <laughs> I'll miss it too. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, to begin with, the question was: Should I commit to the church amid such a state, the the state that we're in currently? Mm. Are people at your churches scared? 
and what are some of the answers amidst this case in as much as we've not recorded a case mm. in, in in uganda yeah. but the church is not just the ugandan church we have the catholic church in yeah. the sense universal church yeah. yes yeah. Mm. yeah sure so i would i would think why we need to do church is because it's biblical it's mm. it's the pattern that was given to us in mm. the new testament by mm. the uh, early church mm. but also i i it, it, it could be thinking about the early church itself yeah these must have been the conditions through which it yeah. it actually thrived mm. and um and and of, of course theirs was state driven like mm. ours is yeah and theirs was because the state hated what they were saying. Mm. But for us, it's more as if God is calling us back to a time of reflection yeah. and, and thinking about um, going deeper in family. Mm. Imagine how easy it is to go and preach a good sermon of about 30 minutes and then not have five minutes of prayer with your wife and children. You're children. actually kicking into, you're going far, far, far yeah. toward the end of our conversation yeah. Yeah. But, as but, I'm thinking about... But, but I yeah. think the, the, the general idea is... Yeah. Um, we need each other yes uh, but then also i think thinking in terms of uh reflection about how we do church mm. and how and how it is that we need to think about family as a, as a mm. church and mm. and this is like the most almost not the, the most important but i would argue and, and say the first church yes. should be the family yes. so how about we do church from yeah. the family going do, out? do you do you eddie think uh, that uh it's time to in a sense redefine and sort of debunk and preempt the perceptions we've had as regards what church means yeah I in think such that, a time as this one i think it's a sword it's a sword on our side <laughs> uh, that, uh, because to many again church is a building, building. Yes. Mm-hmm. so for long we have thought about church as a building mm-hmm. but uh, this is a wake-up call for us who think about venues mm-hmm. who think about uh, locations mm-hmm and who probably don't do not see ourselves as a temple mm. that in many ways mm. is scattered around the world mm. but is one mm. in Christ mm. and so it, this is an undressing i would yeah. say it's an undressing mm. of our mm. of all we have known about what matters yeah. especially in terms of theologians who call it ecclesiology yes yeah, yeah. yeah. the study yeah. So mm. it's an undressing mm. but a good undressing i guess so that the best is revealed in mm. our hearts yeah there's a lot that has changed about our understanding of ecclesia again ecclesia or ecclesiology the study of church but amidst all of this the question that pops up again and i do not know whether the church has responded to it but there are lots of views out there again what does this time such as this one um, many would refer to it as suffering and and there's a lot of pain going on right now uh, what do other what, what what have you heard other people say away from the church for now mm. i would like to begin from there as we zero in to what the church and the christian faith offers an answer uh, right now, what what do other people say, Dennis? So so we we've discussed briefly about this feeling in terms of judgment. Mm. Some mm. people have thought this comes of this period, this mm. whole COVID nineteen thing mm. uh, could be a judgment on some countries which are, you know, um, <laughs> they are self accomplished yes. and very self sufficient. So God has put this thing there as mm. judgment. Mm. So some have thought about it in that sense. Mm. Others have thought, well. Um, it's it's about high time for us to um 
to 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 break out mm. of the way we've been doing things but also mm. in also in in my view and opinion I, I don't think it's a judgment of god mm. upon any country mm. because if it was then surely it could have led to a separation between the wicked and the righteous mm. every time god is to judge there's mm. that, that separation mm. but now that we we see that even the believers so to speak have mm. been affected by the same thing sure. mm. so it could it have been judgment and also my other response to the idea of this covid-19 thing being a judgment mm. is that maybe we are not on the side that is determining who god is judging and who god isn't mm. i think our role as christians is to stand with the suffering and mm. to be at the front at, at, at the front line of 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 the healing of, mm. of, 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 of things so i think that time is i think it's a time of what i would argue like biblical affliction mm. a time for you to go back and think about what is actually important mm. and not what is what is what what needs to, to be done because yeah. everybody has a, a routine these days mm. wake up do this do that mm. do that do that but what happens when we so i think we got caught up in the routine mm. and i feel like google is saying go back and, and think about what is most important in a sense well that that's <laughs> that's that's interesting but in a sense there is that th- there is a th- a way of thinking that suffering is for a certain kind of people mm-hmm. a certain group of people yeah. a certain people that believe in certain things mm-hmm. what what do you think Eddie? is suffering f- to all of us mm-hmm. i think whether christian or non christian i think there is an inherent sense of justice in mm-hmm. all of us mm-hmm. and uh, usually crises like this bring it out sometimes we are quick to point fingers that we have all been created to say this happens because mm. of that mm. and it's, it's an inherent sense of justice for us africans it has arguably ex- brought up a pride mm. in us that perhaps have even seen extreme things online mm. like mm. as if like our skin doesn't mm. adopt to things yes. you know trifles and all these things mm. but th- it exposes most of all it exposes the pride mm. that you know most of us have mm. we think people do things that's why they deserve mm. to and yet the gospel says you know the worst of us has got the best of treatment wow. so wow. it is really the gospel humbles us and puts us on level ground mm. Mm. but uh, i guess in, in response to your question the sense of justice mm. is there in all of us where we think or oh, someone deserves that's the quicker way that's mm. the naturally that's mm. where we lead mm. to say you know it's mm. not justified but mm. i'm not justifying it but that's where the, the, where we're easily leading mm. to mm. to think oh maybe these guys or maybe these ones did this mm. but that should not stop there that yeah. should point us yeah. to the worst atrocity committed mm. by humanity mm. and that's sinful man mm. going against a holy god mm. and deserving reconciliation mm. which yeah. is provided for in the mm. Yeah. crucifixion yeah. life life and death of Jesus Christ yeah you're wondering as suffering pops up again and people are dying at the moment for the people that do not believe in the existence of God yeah. how do they explain suffering because for many others have detached they argue that by detaching yourself from yourself or from self yeah. that's how you cope with it yeah. so what do you think of those uh, dennis what comes to mind when you think about for instance atheists that say well there's no god and actually you would say that this can be used again to yeah. argue and say well 
if there is where is god if there is an all loving god all knowing god where is he at such a time as this one where covid is killing a lot of people i think also suffering exposes Mm. our worldviews and it tests them yeah because suffering isn't just a problem for the christian it's also a problem for the ethics yes i i don't see how someone can look at people dying and Mm. say uh, this is just the way life is supposed to work. It's just, mm. you know, um, the strong ones will survive and the weak ones will die. This is just nature mm. weeding out bad, weak genes. Mm. There is that attitude. But again, mm. when you look at pain, when you look at suffering mm. in the world, you mm. cannot say that. So mm. I think it's 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 a problem. However, why the Christian faith offers a better model of, of it is that, that the God of the Bible, the God who is, didn't just give us an intellectual answer to mm-hmm. suffering mm-hmm. didn't just send us some emotions to think through and meditate yeah. through didn't just give us practical things to do mm-hmm. in suffer i think mm-hmm. he came as a person yeah and i think during suffering the best thing you can do for anybody going through pain or yes. suffering yeah. is to stand with them and identify yeah. and at the cross of christ mm-hmm. god identifies with our suffering and yes. takes on the full brunt of that pain mm-hmm. which i do not see um I feel like the Christian faith offers better resources or more resources for suffering than you would have mm. you, you get. Mm. Um, and so for the someone like, of course, I, I don't want to clamp everybody, every ethicist into one category as a, sure. as a, as a naturalist. But mm. I would say for me as a Christian looking at this, I see more explanatory power in the Bible than mm. I would see in naturalism mm. or like materialism. Uh, because there's the emotional issue of suffering where... I mean, the way a, a doctor would look at coronavirus is different from where a, a mom would look at coronavirus of her baby dying. Mm. You get it, it's not the same thing. Yes, you know. So, so mm. to me, um, the God who has seen His Son on the cross suffer is the God who can understand Amen. and who can stand with, with us. Amen. In in the light of that, Eddie, I would like to to ask. But before I even ask, I'd like to quote Ravi and and Vince Vitali, Ravi Zacharias mm. and Vince Vitali. This is what they say. They say, in in the in the times of suffering and pain, or concerning the question of suffering and pain, all other worldviews have come up with theories to cope with suffering and pain, but only the Christian worldview offers a person. In the light of that, where would you point us in Scripture? A story, again, as the manual you would argue. Where would you point us to say, here it is. Here it is. I think about I think about the man of sorrows, mm. Isaiah fifty three, mm. the man of sorrows, yeah. acquainted with grief. Mm. I think about um, and this is a prophecy about Jesus years before mm. he's here. Mm. And I think about uh, Hebrews, mm. it talks about because of a joy set before him, he mm. endured yeah. the cross. Yeah. Mm. And then somewhere uh, still in Hebrews, um, it must be twelve. Mm. Um, he learned obedience by the things which he suffered. By the yeah. things that he suffered. Yeah. yeah. So we have a model, mm. not just. No, we don't just have a model. We have somebody who came into a furnace. Yeah. So that we may not come into it, mm. and uh, he's gone before us, so that we may enter the throne of mm. grace mm. with confidence. Wow. Yeah. What What do you think of Job? Um, the story. I, I I mean, as I think about. Um, suffering and pain there's one story and I believe every Christian would say so as well that quickly pops up of course in the Old Testament you see Job's story Mm -hmm. and questions that can easily pop was God fair Mm -hmm. 
really yeah. and job is actually asking these questions dennis yeah. um so there is a brand of christianity which would say something like mm. job brought the suffering upon himself by mm. his negative confessions mm. that he said some things in there that destroyed the hedge of fire around him mm. um i i think he says somewhere that the the thing which i feared the most has 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 has, has happened to me mm. so some christians would say well that's because he uh, confessed negativity mm. and therefore the devil took those words and brought them to work and went to yeah. but it's sort of like they ignore the whole story they they, they ignore how this thing began they mm. ignore that the devil actually goes to god yeah. and asks for that permission mm. that right to afflict job so mm. i think for what i say about the story of job is is god's sovereignty in our suffering mm. and i think it's alvin plantinga who says something like simply because we can't suppose a good reason for mm. why a good god would allow evil to be doesn't mean there is not one wow in other words god could have a good reason that we don't know about mm. that that we can't know about because of the finitude of our minds yeah, yeah. but simply because we can't suppose something mm. doesn't mean it's not there mm. that's one so that's mm. one of the approaches that we see but also secondly um I mean, I mean, for Job's story, in the end, he comes out right. Of course, mm. he gets a double compensation for. Mm. But I think about the Christians who, or the faithful believers, or even other people who would never, whose story won't end like Job's story. The question is: Is God still faithful? Is God still good? Mm. Can we trust His sovereignty? Um, if if we have a God whom we can suppose every single action of His, then mm. we still have the God of the Bible, yeah. or we have an image made in our in our own liking. Uh, liking. Mm. Okay. So I think suffering is to to me. I believe it, should, it 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 is to cause us to depend more on God yeah. and to trust in Him yeah. fully. Yeah. If you have a uh, a daughter um, who whom you have to explain everything to mm. before she does anything, mm. and then you have another daughter who. Um, who does something you understand the one who you explain everything to before they do everything that mm. daughter is not obeying you they are, they are agreeing with you mm. so god wants <laughs> us i think to move from agreeing with him to mm. obeying to, him to, wow. to trust him yes and that, wow. for me Derek, sorry yes. for cutting, but that's mm. where for me it it even exposes the prosperity gospel yeah. theology yeah. even yeah. in the sense like this i'm on whatsapp just yes. like many of mm. you yes. and i've seen all these viral things about you know Uganda being cleansed by the blood of Jesus and how corona will not touch us in ports yeah. mm. you know how you know we are exempt from you know the blood of Jesus mm. and it's like all the prosperity sentiment mm. prosperity gospel sentiment has been evoked mm. in this season mm. and for me it's an exposure yeah. of yeah. what it is because yeah. they are Christians mm. faithful Christians in mm. Wuhan mm. in mm. Hong Kong yeah. Yeah. who have died of yeah. coronavirus yeah. in Singapore mm. faithful Christians who mm. have read about Isaiah's um, words that by his stripes we are healed. Mm. They are faithful Christians in mm. all these Asian countries who have read about, you know, Jesus healing and the miracles he performed, yeah. mm. but they have still died of coronavirus. Yeah. Mm. So for me, it's also an exposure of yeah. of of the prosperity gospel that has done so much damage, especially on our continent in mm. Africa in spreading the idea that you know mm. just because you are in Christ contra- it which is rooted in poor mm. theologians like to call it hermeneutics yeah. or yes. call it <laughs> interpretation of the bible yes poor interpretation of the scriptures isolated mm. out of context you uh, you read uh, the sickness that he talks about in 53 mm. as if 
it's physical sickness but then mm. you forget that Paul, Paul's protege mm. Timothy mm. had a stomach problem mm. Paul said you know take refer the medication yeah. mm. I and mean, yeah. Isaiah um, Hezekiah mm. the, he was prescribed some fig leaves mm. for him to be so the reality of the, the point I'm making the reality of mm. our fallenness mm. also involves that our bodily our bodies mm. will get sick wow. and that's a christian reality too mm. but it seems like this coronavirus has exposed mm. that and i guess the world sometimes mocks us because mm. they wonder what Christ, kind of christians we are mm. if we are only <laughs> proclamative and, yeah. and not speaking of yeah truth and reality Bible, yes. Yeah, yes because i mean Mm. the apostles died who mm. was it peter's mom that had a, a fever mm. we know about that that when jesus went to his house to heal him mm. so there's all these because we are this side of the world mm. the confidence in the scriptures mm. is that this side of the world we live in, bro- in a broken world mm. and part of that brokenness comes in coronavirus mm. it comes in yes. a, Yeah. Um, in body aches it mm. comes in car accidents mm. it mm. comes in neck pains mm. and that's not uh, far apart from reality so wow. be, my encouragement to anyone there wrestling with that is that be confident that Amen. Amen. you know in Christ mm. he, what he has promised it is to come mm. indeed at the end there will be no tear mm. no crying mm. that's what the book of revelation tells us yeah. Yeah. but as for now we yeah. groan in the body yeah. you know? we are you know we've grown and we were waiting in yeah. Dennis you wanted to actually pitch and you wanted to say yeah, something yeah I was yeah. just uh, define prosperity gospel for, yeah. uh, for our viewers because yes. we, I mean for, yes. for our listeners <laughs> we might be assuming they know yes. well it's it's a it's a gospel which basically says Jesus died so that we could be healthy wealthy mm. and um, um, healthy health and wealth, health mm. wealth. Mm. so it's basically saying that Jesus is sacrifice on, on the cross wasn't just for our sin but, because, mm. but also for our health and prosperity mm. and there are a couple of other verses that, that they used to support that but mm. I, i find it very un, um, unfounded in the scriptures yeah yeah Actually, um, a multitude of verses <laughs> a, a multitude of them yeah. i isolate to support them. yes so the the challenge i hear one and and again i'll quote ravi um once saying that if if we knew how we would die mm-hmm we would decide not to be born. Mm-hmm. In in the sense he's saying that this the, the fact that all of this is happening and we we really don't like it it's simply to show that we are not in control. Mm-hmm. We are not in control in in the last as we come to a close. In such times that times of this one how are you going to encourage your congregation Dennis in the few right. minutes um coronavirus is, is is not above god mm. uh, god is in the business of healing mm. and indeed he heals um, whether mm. by medicine or mm. by divine supernatural yeah. healing god mm. is able to heal yeah. god is our uh, god is able mm. on the other hand for those for the christians who are going through this and having to face this mm. i would say god is with you still Amen. and um there is a temptation to think that salvation rests in what you do in how long you pray mm. in how long you confess in mm. how long you fast yeah. I, i wouldn't be surprised if somebody came and said christians in uh, huan need to fast and pray for their, mm. for their country which mm. is terrible mm. i i think ultimately salvation belongs to the lord and amen. god will deliver amen in in the last few minutes um Eddie. I think my encouragement. Encourage, my encouragement is that this is a time for reflection mm. for some of us who have 
who have had our schedules interrupted mm. we may want to sit back and ponder mm. have we been holding some things too dearly mm. that they are becoming almost gods we must our reorder lives. our loves because sometimes mm. our loves when mm. our loves are interrupted mm. when our schedules i mean suddenly children mm. are back at home <laughs> yes i you know i need maybe an extra maid maybe i need uh, somebody to hire yes. mm. will i go in a the tantrum will i throw a tantrum and forget to show a godly mm. character or a peace or a peace that surpasses understanding in that situation so i want to encourage mine is an encouragement to fellow parents and my dad to two daughters mm. oh. i may not have a clue on what those with older daughters what mm. it means to bring them <laughs> for them to suddenly show up at mm. home when yes. coronavirus has. but my encouragement to them is that you know perhaps we should take this time for all of us to reflect mm. about the things that have been dominating or yeah. taking a hold of our lives mm. and to stop us from actually thinking about death mm. because death is it happens mm. the, the statistics are what they say wow. they are every every one person every, every day like everybody has this 100% statistic that they will die mm. so and they said no, that's why no 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 death toll has ever risen per se because mm. we all we all headed there they, every day you take you take it nearer to the grave yeah. so yeah. i guess these are things to ponder and mm. i think christians we should be bolder actually to ponder about death and mm. in our african context yes <laughs> it's, a, it's a scary thing i mean yes. death is not something we wish for all yes. of us yeah. but like you said mm. the ravi quote mm. i mean the day you are <laughs> if if you knew mm. how you're going to die, you would decide not to be born. Choose not to be born, which mm. simply for me that points to a fallen world. Yeah. I think yeah. sober, wise people mm. are those who weep well, mm. because the Scripture also yes. tells us to weep mm. with those who weep. Yeah. Are those mm. who see reality and mm. respond to it appropriately, mm. wow. and then biblically, I guess yes. that's in Christ Jesus who wow. defeated death. Wow. <laughs> well, you've heard it from the two, uh, Dennis and eddie thank you so much eddie looks edified yeah and uh it's been such I great mean, conversation amen so christians out there you've had it pray know that you're not in control please listen to um the doctors and the um, prescriptions yeah ministry of health please listen to them wash your hands but ultimately know that god is sovereign Thank you for listening. It's been Worldview Wednesday. We catch up next time. God bless you. Bless you. Thank you for listening. Worldview Wednesday is a production of Veracity Found. For more information, visit our website www.veracityfound.org.